You're listening to Program Notes for the Florida Orchestra's Huff Family Foundation Masterwork Series. I'm Andy Tafelski, Social Media Manager for the Florida Orchestra, Classically Trained Percussionist, and the host of this podcast. In this episode, I will be talking about Christopher Theophanidis' Drum Circles and Gustav Holst's The Planets, so you can dive deeper into the music anytime, anywhere. These audio program notes are authored by Kurt Loft, a local writer and former music critic. You can find his full transcriptions at floridaorchestra.org. Let's dive in. Christopher Theophanidis, 1967, Drum Circles, 2019. Performance duration, approximately 25 minutes. Percussionists seldom get to enjoy the fanfare, given their colleagues in the string, woodwind, and brass sections, always sitting behind the orchestra, banging on exotic instruments you hear, but don't often see. A reversal of percussive fortunes opens the Florida Orchestra's new Huff Family Foundation Masterwork series with Drum Circles by Christopher Theophanidis, the Texas-born composer and professor at Yale University, best known for his one-movement piece, Rainbow Body. Audiences may remember his engaging Symphony No. 1 in performances here three years ago. And if music director Michael Francis continues to embrace him, we can expect more Theophanidis in the future. Michael Francis says, Our first concert this season starts with a true bang. Christopher Theophanidis' first piece, Drum Circles, which is an extraordinary tour de force written for four percussionists from the Percussion Collective, who will play in a bewildering display of technical power, focus ensemble playing, and an amazing array of colors. It's a wonderful American composer, which really starts our highly American season. Theophanidis composed the piece in 2019 as a commission by the Aspen Music Festival in Baltimore, Colorado, and Oregon symphonies. He wrote it specifically for the Percussion Collective, a group of virtuoso musicians based in Ithaca, New York, and guest artists for the upcoming concerts here in St. Petersburg and Clearwater. Their premise is to introduce new works to the repertoire and deliver them with precision and sonic refinement. Similarly, the composer wants to elevate the art of playing percussion to the level of other concerto instruments, such as the piano, violin, and cello. The artists, however, will play in a way that's very different from a typical soloist on stage, Theophanita says. Here, you get something that feels like an organism, like it's part of something greater. It's really different from other kinds of concertos. The Percussion Collective gave the world premiere four years ago with the Oregon Symphony, playing a barrage of instruments, xylophones, Chinese cymbals, bongos, guiro, marimba, glockenspiel, and double-headed tom-tom in front of the orchestra, augmented by members of its own percussion section. The result, according to early reviews, creates both a sonic and visual impact. There's a nice mix of fun instruments, including an amplified typewriter, wooden slats, and spring coils, among the more traditional array of instruments, the 55-year-old composer says. Plenty of bells and whistles, so to speak. The suite's five movements have their own character, varying in mood, color, and texture, not unlike the planets on this program. Here are brief descriptions of each section. 1. Rivers and Anthems opens with an abrupt wake-up call, chimes clamoring and multiple melodies cascading over each other like a turbulent musical river. 2. Sparks and Chants stands in contrast to the intro with music of mystery and mysticism played on marimbas and wooden instruments, supported by lush orchestral strings. 3. How Can You Smile When You're Deep in Thought serves as a short scherzo, piqued by the light-hearted sound of typewriters and toy bells. 4. 
spirits and drums, creates a persistent cycle of drumming reminiscent of an ancient ritual. Five, three chords and the truth, ends the suite with a blend of country and blues themes before resigning on a quietly lyrical note. Gustav Holst, 1874-1934, The Planets, Opus 32, performance duration approximately 50 minutes. Orchestras around the world seldom go wrong in presenting the planets. Gustav Holst's ever-popular suite that takes listeners on a cosmic, although abstract, tour of the solar system. The Florida Orchestra has visited this brilliantly inventive score several times over the years, delivering performances that reveal a fearless rhythmic plan full of nuance and power. Although the music stands on its own as impressionistic, many orchestras provide visuals, and in opening its new season, TFO will project a video of NASA images above the stage. Although it may be an artistic gamble to be so overtly programmatic with a suite inspired more by mysticism and astrology than astronomy, the mosaic delights audiences, especially children, and if this brings them back to the concert hall, Holst would have approved. The Planets is a suite of miniature, often turbulent tone poems of varying moods. Holst, who died in 1934, wanted an emotional experience rather than a postcard tour, and he fleshed out his score with an ear for drama, the compact, contrasting themes of each section creating tension and release as a whole. Some might compare it to Mazorsky's Pictures at an Exhibition or Elgar's Enigma Variations, but Holst's innovative approach more closely mirrors the influence of Schoenberg and Stravinsky. There's just a powerful juxtaposition of the different sections, especially between Venus and Mars, says TFO music director Michael Francis. And it was an absolutely radical piece of orchestration for its time, and utterly modern in its language. It's about human nature symbolized, and in this notion of astrology, Holst gives us a complete understanding of the human condition through a celestial lens. I find it a very profound piece of music and a wonderful work of art. Just think of John Williams's music. So much of it came out of Mars or came out of Jupiter. You hear this style of music, these harmonies, this orchestration in so many of the epic movie masterpieces of the 20th century. Holst began crafting the suite in 1913 after a friend introduced him to astrology. In the years after its premiere in 1918, people began to associate the music with the horrors of the First World War, especially the tumultuous opening Mars. Soon, the planets was being played everywhere, much to the consternation of the introverted composer, who felt his popularity overshadowed and even diminished his lesser-known works. Royalties from the planets, however, made him a wealthy man. Originally titled Seven Pieces for Large Orchestra, the suite is remarkably diverse, with each section in complete contrast to those around it. Holst omitted Earth because it had no astrological significance, and Pluto had yet to be discovered at the time. Of all the sections, the most evocative music comes at the end, in Neptune. It employs a melismatic women's chorus, no words or text, just sound, and it ends with a fade-out where notes and silence are indiscernible. Here's a summary of each stop in your celestial journey. 1. Mars, the bringer of war. The first section to be composed in 1914 opens with a menacing ostinato in 5-4 rhythm that quickly turns into a brassy, barbaric masterpiece of rhythm designed to unsettle listeners from the get-go. 2. Venus, the bringer of peace. 
Relaxed and ethereal, this portrayal of the goddess offers a bit more of relief from the turmoil that came before, featuring the luminous blend of strings and harp. 3. Mercury, the Winged Messenger The last section to be completed in 1916, the scherzo exchanges quicksilver themes in a delicate dance that ends almost as soon as it begins. 4. Jupiter, the bringer of jollity. This Jovian celebration is the most extroverted of the bunch and sets up a contrast against a serious middle section. The melody was later used in the hymn, I Vow to Thee, My Country. 5. Saturn, the bringer of old age. This solemn section unfolds as an expansive march of time, first grim, then peaceful, with tolling bells suggesting a release from life. 6. Uranus, the magician. Four notes from the brass introduce the next planet, the music transformed into a macabre march that seems to represent spent souls. 7. Neptune the Mystic A disembodied women's chorus sings a wordless hymn that evaporates into silence, which listeners can visualize as eternity or the celestial void beyond our solar system. This section is entirely in pianissimo. Some of the recordings in today's podcast were borrowed from the Florida Orchestra archives, including Hulse the Planets from her 2018-2019 season, as well as Theophanitas' Rainbow Body. Thank you for listening to Soundwaves with the Florida Orchestra. Enjoy the concert. <laughs>